Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Hourly to Exit podcast. I'm your host, Erin Austin. My goal with every episode is to share information and resources to help you achieve the next level of growth in your expertise-based business. We all know generating income from our expertise is pretty easy. The challenge is in scaling and building a business that can run without you. Join me here every week to make sure you are building an asset that can be used to fund your goals and your legacy. Before we get started though, one little disclaimer, because I'm a lawyer. The information I share on the podcast is general in nature and is provided for information purposes only. It is not to be relied upon nor construed as providing legal advice or legal opinions about any specific issue or set of facts. Now, here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this month's LinkedIn Live. I do these every last Wednesday of the month at noon Eastern, where I answer your questions about copyrights and contracts. And so if you are listening to this, there are slides that go along with this, although you can absolutely get all the value from this episode by listening to it. But if you're curious, you can see the slides on my YouTube channel or also on my LinkedIn profile. So this month, we are talking about why copyrights are more valuable than trademarks. Now, this is my opinion, of course. I imagine a trademark lawyer would have a different opinion. But my point of view is specifically with respect to the B2B professional services provider who has corporate clients. And so our concerns are a little bit different than, say, a Pepsi or a FedEx or even an IBM, right? We are going to talk about how they are different, how they are same, and how they will work together. So first, and please feel free to put comments in the chat box. If it doesn't throw me off too much, I'll answer them. But if not, I'll wait until the end. I've gone both ways. So copyrights versus trademarks. Now, the image here is one as if they're battling against each other, but they aren't. That was just because I like the image. Because they really do work together. As you know, I'm a huge fan of service-based businesses, of experts creating intellectual property assets because they're a very important value builder in your business. And so they aren't mutually exclusive. We will have copyrights and trademarks throughout both in our businesses, probably. But I will be making the argument, of course, that the copyrights are the more valuable and the more essential intellectual property assets in your business. First, to talk about what does copyright protect versus what trademark protects. Copyright protects the original expression of something in tangible form, what we write in a book, what we paint on a painting, what we record in a song or on video, what we create in a graphic. So those things that we take an original idea and we make work out of it, those things that have to be human, of course, are eligible for copyright protection. You may know that copyright protection attaches at the moment that that original work is created. There is an extra step of registration if you want to enforce the copyright against a third-party infringers, but you do have that copyright protection from the moment that it is created. Trademark and copyright, very importantly, does not protect ideas. 
trademark protects our reputation, our brand. It tells the world, the consumer specifically, what the origin of a good or service is. I used examples of IBM and FedEx. When we see those trademarks, we know exactly who's delivering our package or where our office machine came from. I don't know. What does IBM do now? And so it protects names, logos, even protect colors like UPS Brown, and even sounds like the NBC chime. And so that tells the world, so that protects the origin of a good or service, but it does not protect content. And so I'm going to talk about an example today where you are, we are an HR consultancy. The name of our business is Diversity Talent Solutions. And yes, I did get that from ChatGPT. And we provide DEI training to corporate clients. And so when we have this business, what do trademarks versus copyrights protect for us? Copyright, that protects all of our training materials, any videos that we recorded, scripts for our trainers, workbooks, worksheets, webinars that we put on. These are all works that when they are original, and we've put them in tangible form, they are protected by copyright. All of our marketing materials, the podcast that we go on, the speeches that we give, our LinkedIn posts, our newsletter, our website, all of those materials are protected by copyright. Work product. Let's say we are engaged to create an employee workbook for one of our clients. And so it is copyright law that will determine the ownership and the rights that client will have in using that employee workbook. So it could be that you have one that you're just licensing to them and that they can't use it for any other purpose. Or it could be that you're creating an original one just for them because there's something unique about their office environment and they had some specific requests. But it is copyright that will determine the ownership and the use or reuse or the creation of derivatives of that work product. And let's say you are the client. Let's say you have engaged a third party to help you create your course. You are the expert in DEI issues, but you're not a course designer. You're not an educator. I think they're called education designers, perhaps. And so you've engaged one of them to help you with the user experience, the flow and everything of your course. So you hire them. It is copyright law that will determine your ownership rights in the deliverables that course designer creates for you. So that's copyright. On the trademark side, what does trademark protect? It protects the name of your business. And so we can see that there is a little bit of a lopsided there. So we're going to talk about the value of copyrights in your business and the value of copyrights to your clients. First, in the context of maximizing the value in your business, I talk about exclusivity and sustainability. I have talked a great deal about it in the context of creating a business that you can sell someday. But the things that help you create a business that would be saleable are the same things that help you build a business that is scalable and therefore increase the value in your business. So the two main pillars we talk about when we're talking about a service-based business and maximizing the value of it are the exclusivity and the sustainability of the business. 
And within exclusivity, we'll take each in turn, exclusivity and sustainability. With exclusivity, we have the two pillars of assets and positioning. Now, positioning is technically an asset as well, but I've set it up this way to think about because assets are more kind of solid, even though they're intangible, they're more solid than positioning, which is a little bit harder to kind of grasp asset. On the asset side, and also on the asset side, these are things that can be pretty cleanly assigned to a third party, whereas positioning may or may not be assignable to a third party. So your assets, your intellectual property, which we've talked about, we've talked about the things in our HR consultancy business in this example that are protected by copyrights or by trademarks. Data would be a valuable asset. If you have data or research that you have, databases are protected under copyright law. And any insights that you draw for them, you take your data and you analyze it and you draw insights from it and you publish white papers or use it in presentations. Those insights are protected by copyright. And then the things we use within our business to make us more efficient, to maximize the value that we provide to our clients. We develop tools and processes. We may have a library of resources. We may have templates or models. We may have methodology and frameworks that we use. We may have SOPs. And even those employee handbooks are important to make sure that we're all working together. And so those may or may not be protectable under copyright law. Copyright does not protect methodologies. It does protect the expression. So someone can't literally copy your SOPs, but they can read them and use them as their own. But still, these are assets that provide value in our business. Depending on how developed they are, they would be protected under copyright law. They are not protected under trademark law. And then our positioning, our expertise, what we do, our niche, who we serve, the thought leadership, where we combine this to add value to the conversation about who we serve and how we do it. And of course, our brand and our reputation, all these combine to create our unique position in the marketplace. These are protected by a combination of copyright and trademark. All of our thought leadership, all the content we create, our presentations, our speaking gigs, all of that, webinars, our thought leadership is protected by copyright law. And of course, our brand would be protected with a trademark. And we can, of course, have both. I've created a copyrightable work in the form of this presentation. And here I have, I don't know if you can see it against this light background, but I have my copyright line here. The C in a circle, 2023, Aaron Austin Law, PLC. The law firm is my official business entity, but my brand is Think Beyond IP. And I have this little IP guy in a box who is part of my trademark with Think Beyond IP. Now, for me personally, I have not registered a trademark for Think Beyond IP. We'll tell you why in a minute. And so that is exclusivity pillar. Sustainability is the other pillar, the ability to continue regardless of what is happening with you as the owner. So if you are the only person who's driving sales, driving revenue, doing all the things 
your business is on the less sustainable end versus if you have some independence and there is some independence in your business from you for making sales, for driving revenue, then it becomes more sustainable. And it is a continuum. For those of you who have questions about that, I do have a assessment about where you are on that sustainability continuum. And you can find that on my website. I'll have that at the end. And so the things that would promote sustainability are leverage. Leverage is where you have an input, but that the output from it is magnified from the input, say, in making an investment in creating a product. We put in that investment in the front end, but then we can sell it multiple times. And so its impact is magnified from the input. And so generally that involves either creation of tools. It doesn't have to be something you sell. It can be the creation of tools to make you more efficient and something that's productized that you're doing over and over again. And again, you know, you can continue to create that value for your client less expensively. And then your business model. Do you have a one-to-one custom business model or hard to create efficiencies? Or do you have some variety of your business model? So you have some things that are one to several, like a mastermind or group program or one to many in the form of a course or a book. You don't need to have all those things. And I don't want anyone to think that, but there's more than one way than just having one-on-one custom services to create sustainability in your business. Even just having a systematized service that you can help peel off pieces of it. Like you know that X needs to be done, or you have a starting point from a template, or you know that there is this piece that doesn't involve me. I can use a contractor for this, or I can even use technology for this to help make the delivery of that one-on-one service more efficient. And then protection, that is the form of our contracts. Are we using contracts effectively so that when we have deliverables from our contractors, we have work product, we're delivering to our clients, that we make sure that we are still owning and controlling the rights that flow from those deliverables. And again, that is copyright. And that's copyright protection that you get with those contracts, typically for the expertise-based business. There's always going to be exceptions, but these are just the typical cases. So that is the exclusivity sustainability to create the most value in our businesses for ourselves. What about the value to our clients? I hate to call it this, but it is a little bit, trademarks are a little bit of a vanity piece. Now, it's not that it's unimportant that your clients not be able to tell you apart from your competitors. It is important that your clients can tell you apart from your competitors. But is the value to your clients in your trademark or is the value to your clients in the transformation you provide, the outcome that they get from you? That doesn't come from your trademark. That comes from the training you provide, the research that you have, the insights that you have, the process that you have, all those things that provide the outcome that your clients are paying you for that will provide the outcome that your clients will rave about, that will provide the outcome that will cause your clients to refer you on to other people. It is not the trademark. And so making sure we're focusing on the outcome we're providing to our clients and not how cute our trademark may or may not be. Would your client be just as happy with you with a different name? 
And I'm going to argue that it would be. Now, even though I have obviously come to the conclusion that copyrights are greater than, I don't know if that's the right thing, but copyrights have more value in your B2B expertise-based business when you have corporate clients. It doesn't mean that trademarks are unimportant. They are important, but they don't really challenge the value of the copyrights in your business. We want to be able to be distinguishable from our competitors, but that shouldn't be because we have such a cool trademark. That should be because of the work we are doing in our industry, getting out there, speaking, writing, showing our expertise, having satisfied clients, getting those testimonials, showing up on LinkedIn. That's the way we distinguish ourselves, having the positioning. I could go back to the positioning slide. Those are the ways that we create our unique positioning. And the trademark is the cherry on top. I have to put it okay, this way. Like, unless you have something to rave about, the trademark doesn't mean anything because the trademark just attaches to the value of the result. So the value of the result has to come before the trademark. Then the trademark, of course, can say, okay, the value comes from this trademark. But first, you have to establish the value. And so some of you may have many resources. If you have limited resources, then make sure you're focusing on copyrights and then the trademarks are nice to have, but not a must have. And I am not a trademark lawyer. And I will say on behalf of my trademark lawyer colleagues that they will say this, that if there is a trademark, that it would just hurt you in your soul if somebody else got it and took it from you, then get it registered. But if there is another term that could work just as well, almost always there is, then focus on making sure you're creating value for your clients, becoming the go-to person in your space. If you are serving corporate clients, they know who you are. They're not Googling you. They're not going off of how many SEO, right? That's warm introduction, sales, and all the things that require getting to build your reputation. So that is what I have for you today. I don't see any comments in the comment box. I'm happy to take any questions if you have them. And if you don't, you can find out some of the things that I mentioned are things that are probably copyrightable because not everything that we create, not all the content we create is copyrightable. And so I have created an assessment, a free assessment tool that will determine whether or not your expertise is copyrightable please feel free to go to my website, thinkbeyondip.com. And there you can sign up for my newsletter and for podcast updates. And you will also get your expertise copyrightable assessment. Thank you all for joining me. If you have any questions, just shoot them to me either on LinkedIn or at thinkbeyondip, Aaron at thinkbeyondip.com. And I will hope to address them in the next LinkedIn Live. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Do not forget to check out the show notes for links to connect with today's guest and for the resources, offers, and organizations that we discussed. You can also find the links at hourlytoexit.com backslash podcast. If you got value from this episode, please subscribe. And I'd be so grateful for a review. I'm here to support your journey.